Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee Dan. Nice, I like it. RadioWhat.com. Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee Dan. Wait till they get a load of me. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming at you live in a living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's a companion podcast to the RadioWhat.com online radio station that I have. And the reason that I created this podcast is to find out more about you. Yes, you, the listener. (laughs) Everybody has a story. Everybody has somewhere that they came from, and I want to know about you. I want to pick your brain, drill you for knowledge. If you would like to be a part of the program, tell your story, give me a call at 501-470-6386, or just shoot me an email, info at radiowhat.com. What makes you famous? (laughs) Today on the program, I have Nathan Mobley. Now, Nathan Mobley, he calls himself Joker on his Facebook page. He is a cosplayer, amongst other things. And for those of you that don't know, I am a bit of a cosplay fan. Uh, I like it so much that, you know, I I go to these Comic Cons and I get the privilege a lot of times to DJ at the Comic Cons. And I'd like to be able to cosplay. And I've done, dabbled a little bit into it, mostly making my own thing and i'm not even sure if that's cosplay maybe i'll ask nathan mobley about that and find out a little bit more about what if you create your own characters like the last one that i did was at the cos prom uh winter ball uh, which just happened recently and i just lit up my suspenders and i lit up my bow tie and i wore some goggles that had lights on them so is that cosplay or is that just yeah me being all flashy I mean, I mean, one of my ideas is I, I definitely want to do a robot of some kind. I want to light up a whole suit. And why? I don't know. Uh, I'm old and I enjoy it. It's, it's a lot of fun. Anyway, let me uh, give a call to Nathan Mobley and find out more about cosplay. Calling Nathan Mobley. <laughs> is this the legendary Nathan Mobley? You're talking with him. <laughs> it's Keys Dan. What makes you famous? You ready to do a podcast, my man? Let's go. <laughs> you know, I've I gotten the thing I know about you is I've gotten to see you around town doing your cosplay, and I'm a cosplay, I guess, a uh, fan, a fan of people that do cosplay, and I was just kind of wondering. About your cosplay. I know on Facebook they call you Joker. You call yourself Joker because that's the cosplay that you do the most. But uh, I, I don't know. I was kind of interested in that. And hopefully that, that's part of the story that you want to tell. What What is it that you wanted to get into? Man, there's so much going on right now. Like, uh, just got done with ACA. Um, I get back from ACA and it's WrestleMania. So I'm still on that high from WrestleMania. Um, like, aside from cosplay, 
like wrestling is like my second big fandom. Actually, I think before cosplay, I put wrestling over. Well, shoot. What do you want to talk about first then? What do you like about <laughs> wrestling? I haven't been into wrestling since Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan and Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> um, oh man, it's like that's 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 old school. That's some that's some AWA and WWF stuff. And oh my gosh, that's old school. Well, um, I'm a one-time announcer down in South Florida. I got to be in the ring for the IWZ, which is called the Independent Wrestling Zone, and their biggest uh, wrestler was. Uh, Bruce Santiago, and his big thing is he wore these purple Speedos, and let's see, there was another one. Oh, there was one called the Iron Sheik, but not that Iron Sheik. When the Iron Sheik passed away, uh, this gentleman who was in the independent wrestling zone asked the family of the Iron Sheik if he can go by that name, the Iron Sheik, and he carried a little spike. Well, one of the things that they did to me when I was in the ring and I was doing the announcing is the Iron Sheik came and jumped into the ring and hit me in the back with a chair. So I, I had to go, oh, and I ran out of the ring, and then they did their match. <laughs> That's always fun, though. <laughs> it is. So what did you have to do with the with the wrestling? Uh, was it Sunday? Uh, yeah. So what was it? Uh, it was just WrestleMania. Like, WWE's, like, super huge event. Um. Oh my gosh! There's so much I can talk about WrestleMania. Well, like, go get into it. Zero. Um. Okay. So first off was uh, Seth Rollins versus um, Brock Lesnar, and Brock Lesnar has been holding the Universal Title hostage for several years now, and um, everybody who has been deserving of it has had their shot, but do just. Dem just devastates and devastates and devastates and like nobody could touch him and so Seth Rollins comes in and he challenges him and has got got the absolute crud kicked out of him but still pushed through and got the win and he, yeah he like, defeated Brock Lesnar you said yes and Brock's on his way back to the UFC so I figured this was going to happen anyway but it was just it was good to finally see that, that the universal title is back in the hands of somebody who's going to defend it for, you know, more than three times a year. Was that the first Brock, match in WrestleMania this year? And that was the opening match. Usually it's a main event, but the main event, I'll get to that in a second because <laughs> that's a long one. Sure. This is WrestleMania. We've got to be in our 30s by now. What 35, number? man. 35? 35. Yes, took place in Brooklyn, or not Brooklyn, New York. That's where Raw's taking place. Right. Uh, no, it took place in uh, the bar, uh, Jersey, Jersey, Jersey. Okay. All right. Oh yeah. What other highlights do you remember about WrestleMania? Like just happened this Sunday, this past Sunday. Freaking! It was last night. That's that's <laughs> I remember everything. Shoot. Um, Freaking! So like. Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan was the next big title match. And uh, Daniel Bryan won the... He won the title... Um, he won the title like at WrestleMania 30 before they unified it. And his story behind that, the background story behind that is he was just the... It was the underdog story. Okay. And then this time around, you know, he was kind of 
a jerk about it, you know, teasing a guy who's been in the business for 11 years and has never had a legitimate opportunity. And Daniel Bryan calls him a B-plus player and all this kind of stuff and talks all this bad smack. Well, Kofi has had to go through absolute pandemonium just to even have a WrestleMania shot. And he proved it last night that he has what it takes. He won the title, and it was the most emotional, storytelling, brutal match I've seen in a minute. And, and like, just the ending, the, the, the emotion, the crying, uh, his fellow uh, teammates in the New Day coming out with brand-new shirts, his kids coming out. It was just it was powerful. Now, Kofi Kingston, he's the one from Africa? Uh, the storyline is he's from uh, Jamaica. Jamaica. I I'm it, almost certain. I'm almost certain he's not from Jamaica, though, because he's long since jo- dropped the accent. <laughs> okay, I, yeah, I, I think he's from Africa. I'm gonna try to look this up. Oh yeah, he's uh says from Ghana. He's 37 years old and he's from Kumasi, Ghana, and he's the uh, first. Uh, oh, the first African-born WWE champion in history. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. That's that's. That is why that is so freaking important because this is, this is the, the fact is, 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 and not a lot of people have the guests to talk about it, but you know, wrestling in general has had a long history of, uh, putting people of color on the back burner as far as big titles and stuff like that go. And even when they do give them the titles, they have to work their butts off and wwe is no exception i love the company to pieces but the only person who has held the wwe title uh before kofi kingston was Dwayne the rock johnson um well would you expect that they're playing to their base though it's mostly southern white folks that like this the the wwe not anymore okay not anymore all right i'm getting schooled here with WWE being the most worldwide gigantic platform in wrestling, um, in mainstream wrestling, aside from the independents, um, they have everybody watching them now. Everybody from all over the world. They've got commentary uh, in er- almost every major language, from Japanese to Russian to um, Hispanic. Uh, just well, Their demographic is, way- is a lot bigger than your 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 old school wrestling fan demographic because when you think of a when you think of a wrestling fan you still think of that old time demographic you got the dude with the beer gut who's macho man you know just all this um but it's no longer like that we've got kids we've got women you've got just every everyone is tuning in because now there's representation everywhere just recently uh last year at wrestlemania they had uh, Finn Balor uh, come out with an entrance of a huge group of the LGBTQ community uh, because Balor has been going on this whole spiel that Balor Club is for everyone and uh, came out with uh, just uh, this this group of LGBTQ people. His logo was uh, done up rainbow fied. It was it was amazing. And this year. This year was momentous. It was a history-making WrestleMania because the first time ever in the history of the company at WrestleMania, the main event was a women's match. Oh, I heard about that. I did hear about that. And it was a triple threat. You had had Charlotte Flair, who is the the heiress 
to the to Ric Flair's throne. Right. You have you have Ronda Rousey, the baddest woman on the planet. Right. You know, a, a UFC a UFC namesake. Uh, for the longest time, who carried that company on her shoulders, just about like Conor McGregor. And then you've got Becky Lynch, a nobody who has clawed her way tooth and nail and become probably one of the biggest names in WWE right now over most of the even male uh, superstars. Yeah, they came across my Twitter feed this morning and I I took a look at it and I was very uh, surprised to see that and you're talking about uh, people uh, of different ethnicities and i remember yes doing the uh, independent wrestling zone down in south florida tito puente jr was part of it in fact he was a part of a wrestling team and this is a guy who's yeah tito puente's son the the uh, the famous drummer mambo king and he's taken over the the mambo part and he decided well you know what i'm going to become a part of this wrestling so people of all walks are jumping into wrestling like ronda rousey she was mma fighter and now she's Mm -hmm. really big time in the uh in the wrestling who 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 won that match uh between the two of them between uh uh, uh, ronda rousey charlotte flair and becky lynch it was becky lynch and they it was a winner take it was a winner take all match she has uh, she has freaking Ronda's title, and she has Charlotte's title. She carries them both now. She is the first ever women's double champion. She's unified uh, the, the belt, uh, it, like like in boxing is what they call that, unifying the belt. Do they have the same kind of uh, nomenclature in, in wrestling? Well, they do unify. They have had a history in unifying titles. Uh, WWE unified their WWE championship and the world heavyweight title to create it to become the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Um, I don't know yet if they're planning on unifying the women's titles. I don't think so, uh, given the fact that uh, WWE is still uh, technically doing the brand split. Um, Oh, my goodness. I just went to the Twitter, and I'm catching this gif that's going along where uh, Charlotte Flair was holding Ronda Rousey upside down outside the, the ring, and Becky Lynch came in and drop kicked her. Oh yeah, it was it was a great match. It was it was it was like by the time WrestleMania was over with, I can tell you for one, I had no energy in my body <laughs> because there was so how many people so were in much, your party there? Oh man, um, there was about six or seven of us. A lot of energy. A lot of energy. Everybody who we wanted to win won. Um, like every match was really good, but the three main matches were just was uh, Rollins versus Lesnar, Kofi versus Daniel Bryan, and and Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and Ronda just going all out. And for the first time ever, women's main event, those three women put out all the stops. It, it was just nonstop action. It was really good, and even the finish was good enough to. Uh, it, it it was controversial in a way because a lot of people were arguing that Rhonda didn't have her shoulders down. Other people were saying she did have her shoulders down. This could this could be, I mean in the wrestling industry this could be worked with in such a uh, magnificent way. Now, but Ronda's not for the be, listeners. What what's the shoulders down mean? Uh, it just means pen when both shoulders are down. That that's that's a clean pen. Okay, well, continue. <laughs> 
clean is a matter of perspective, I imagine, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I thought it was a good pin. I thought it was a good clean pin. It was a good finish. Um, Rhonda's going to probably be taking a little bit of time off because uh, it looks like she broke her hand during uh, during the match. I could see that just with this little thing where she's getting knocked out of the ring and landing on her shoulder, head. It was, oh, it looks brutal. A lot of, I mean, that, that that's the thing, you know, like the, the biggest, the biggest thing is all wrestling's fake, all wrestling's fake. And I can tell you as somebody who's actually been in the ring and done it a little bit, sure. um, I was training for a little bit and I can tell you right now, it's not as easy as people say it is. And, you know, you call it fake. I, I'll tell you right now, you go ahead, find one of the, the indie promotions we've got. Uh, two, three, four of them in Arkansas and um, go to a training session. They'll educate you and uh, it, it, you're going to hurt. Yeah, fake <laughs> is a general term. You still have to be very athletic, whether you know each other or not, and your your buddies outside the ring, what have you, you, you know, or if it's scripted at all, you still have to be some kind of an athlete to go jumping, you know, in and out of the ring like like they do. That's crazy. I'm a martial artist. I, 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 I study, I study karate. I've been in Taekwondo for about 20 years. Um, I'm starting to try to learn. Do you have Hapkido with the, with your Taekwondo? Uh, I, I, you know, if I, whenever I was doing wrestling, I had to uh, really unlearn a lot of what was drilled into my head through constant practice, constant instruction, stuff like that. So, um, for me, I had to put the Taekwondo on the back burner a little bit and learn how to actually operate inside of the ring. That way I could do it safely without hurting myself or somebody else. At the end of the day, you're when, when you two are in the ring, whether you're going against somebody in a crowd of two people or a crowd of 2,000 people, you know, you and that person, you have each other's lives in each other's hands, and one mess up, one mistake can cost somebody their life, cost somebody their career. And for a lot of people, you know, especially in the indie scene, you know, unless you're in, like, one of the bigger indie promotions, you're not making, you know, a whole bunch of money. You could make maybe $70 and free concessions at that show and then you're back in the car going to another state i've got friends who did that for the longest time and i've got friends that are still doing it matt shout out to lfw wrestling (laughs) lfw wrestling what's the what does that stand for uh living faith wrestling um kind of a christian based yes sir and they're really good guys like they are really good guys they should be hosting a show soon, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Well, I would. Uh, that's great. And they're located in the Little Rock area, or where are they based out of? Uh, at first, they were based out of Benton. Um, I don't know currently where they are doing. The, I know they're doing shows like um, in different areas in Arkansas. Uh, they do kind of still stay around the Benton area for the most part. Their next show should be Mania Mayhem, I think. Okay. Uh, that's usually after their, uh, let's see, they've got another show coming the 14th. Uh, it's going to be Uprising, and it's going to be in Bryant. Cool. 
Oh, cool. Carter Matthews is on the card? What? <laughs> is that a good guy? That's one of my best friends, man. Like, me and him train together, and, and he's making such a good name for himself now. And, like, he's just, uh, he's so good, and he's so nice and humble. Okay. Now, how far did you go in this training? Did you actually do matches, you say? Uh, no, no. I, okay. I, was doing ba- I was doing basics. Any matches, if you want to call them that, uh, they were just practice matches. I never sure. got to get in. Never got to get in front of the crowd, but that's no, that's no. all right. One, one of these days, I'm coming back, and then I'll I'll, I'll make it. Even if it's for one match, man. Now, would you call that sparring? I guess. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, other, you know, you can call it sparring. Other people call it rolling around. Uh, you could call it an exhibition match. <laughs> you can call it whatever you want. It's just it's it, you know it's practicing, making sure that you're you're learning what you're supposed to be learning and. Uh, of course, you know, it's usually, it's always going to be with your trainer and he's going to, you know, guide you through it and tell you, Hey, you're doing this. Uh, you need to pick up the pace in this. You need to step up this. Um, you know, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's basically almost the same thing as, as learning a, a, a martial art or something like that. You know, you listen to your teacher, uh, and of course, you know, you have testing cycles and all that kind of stuff where, you know, you get, you can rank up or something like that. It would be the same way, uh, minus the the ranking up and all that kind of stuff. You know, just just making sure you're knowing what you or learning what you are doing. That's fantastic. I mean, you you say you had martial arts. I've ran through the gambit of martial arts. Uh, you could say I have a yellow belt in many many different styles. I started in goju, and I did the taekwondo with the with the hapkido which is kind of a, a grappling mm-hmm. it, it's kind of paired together i i, I know how to count to 10 hana dul set net yasit dasit ilgapiadul and that's pretty much all i learned <laughs> and, <laughs> and i learned you know one kata and the, the, i got i got the yellow belt there and i got a yellow belt in goju and a, a yellow well not even a yellow belt in aikido cuz i was learning that from a a policeman down in the florida keys uh, who spent time in the Philippines. So, oh, Cali, Filipino Cali was what he was teaching with the sticks, stick fighting. So <laughs> I, I didn't go far in a lot of these martial arts. How, how far did you get in your, in your martial arts studies? Uh, in Taekwondo, I'm a second degree black belt. Would you stop? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. And you're still doing that now? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Had to take a little bit of a break after my car wreck, but I'm back and I'm, I'm, I'm learning, I'm learning more. And more importantly, I'm, I'm trying to, 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 um, to, to learn to slow down. Hold the the phone. You had a car wreck. Uh, What happened? When was (laughs) this? Uh, this was over a year ago, man. That was the best way to put my life on hold and, freaking teach me to breathe for a second i was on my way to work and yeah going to going to make a turn i guess i i was on autopilot or because i really don't remember much of what happened the only thing i know is i got hit oh my well i'm glad you're it seems like you're recovered uh, i'm i got cleared uh, about three or four weeks ago all right. Um, doctor, doctor gave me the clear. He said, you're, 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 you're healed up. You're, you're healed. As good as you're going to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm as good as 
it's healed up as good as it's ever going to be. It's not perfect. It's not the way it was. What part's perfect? It, what part's not perfect? My femur. Femur. Okay. That's the leg bone or thigh bone? That's, that's uh, the one of the strongest bones in your body. Yeah, I have a pin in my, uh, in my femur from a motorcycle wreck. So I know that part very well. Long, grueling recovery. And even now, I still have to, I still got to watch myself, you know, not be too active. Um, still got to allow, allow my leg to continue to get stronger. Just because I got the clear doesn't mean I can go back to doing everything I want. But oh. it'll happen. It'll happen eventually. I hope I it didn't, it didn't stronger. shorten your wrestling career or your Taekwondo career. <laughs> uh it is not shortened both, and and even you know even like I said, even if it's one match, one match, it'll happen. I will make it happen. I have a dream, and I will even if it's one match, I'm going to live my dream of being in a wrestling match. And if my martial arts gets put on hold as far as competition goes, that's fine. If I'm stuck teaching for the rest of my life, that's perfectly fine. There are plenty of young minds out there. Plenty of people out there that are eager to learn and if I can help them become better than they were yesterday then I'm all okay with that well that sounds like a great a- attitude Nathan Mobley uh, so uh, any more on Wrestle- Wrestlemania 35 any any more highlights I'm cool <laughs> we, we, Man, we went through want, if, yes if you want all the best highlights you, you're gonna have to watch you're gonna have to watch it there's just way too many to go through because I'm we'll looking be up all night. Winner Seth Rollins, winner uh, Brock Lesnar, uh, losers AJ Styles and Randy Orton. They lost. Mm, Randy Randy Orton. I think Randy Orton won that match. Yeah, Brock Lesnar did not win his match. Uh, I know that for sure. Well, it says win- winner uh, Brock Lesnar will look to resume his free agent status as he will spend. Another spring being wooed by both UFC and WWE, with rumors already surfacing that Lesnar could face Daniel Cormier in August. The Beast will be in in a great position to enjoy a piece of either WWE or UFC's billion-dollar come-up. Well, maybe that's why they're calling him a winner. He might have lost the match, but it looks like he's going to UFC. I'll tell you this right now. Brock Lesnar is a darn good businessman i don't care for for his character um i hear i mean as a person i hear he's pretty okay but i will give him the biggest credit when i say he is a darn good businessman he has an exclusive contract with uh, wwe that no other superstar has any ability to have he doesn't he doesn't drive to shows he doesn't fly a coach he flies on a private jet from his from his hometown to the shows. And as far as uh, UFC goes, he had a really decent match with uh, with Nate a few years ago. Um, he had a pretty good UFC run when he, uh, a long time ago when he first went into that. Um, if he goes back into the UFC, I wish him the best luck. But against Daniel Cormier, he's going to need a strong prayer life because DC will put him to sleep. <laughs> Who are the... Was it I Iconics? The Iconics. The Iconics. They they're the winning. They won the they won the women's uh, tag team uh, titles uh, in a fatal four way. A fatal four way. What does that mean? 
Uh, it's normally a regular Fatal 4-Way. It's going to be four, uh, four wrestlers. And the rules of the Fatal 4-Way are the champion does not have to be pinned to lose their title. Um, so, oh, so the partner they, can be pinned and they'll still lose the title. Uh-huh. A scrub, what? a scrub, uh, even a scr- well, not even that. A scrub can be pinned. Um, if one of the iconics had, uh, if one of the, I-, I think it was one of the, I-, I think they, I think they uh, pinned Beth Phoenix. She wasn't even one of the champions, and that 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 won them the match. You don't have to pin one of the champions. You can. And just some scrub or regular joke just to win. It's, it was in a, it was a, it was actually an incredible match, and the iconics have been talked down on and talked down on by by a lot of wrestling fans, uh, including some that had attended my wrestling party. And I was over, I was rooting for them. I really was. I like, I like an underdog. I do. <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. It's you, you have a good heart, man. You 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 want the underdog to win. Now I'm seeing. Elias and John Cena were involved in this? Uh, Elias and John Cena. Okay, so Elias had was given permission to hold a musical performance for WrestleMania. Hmm. WrestleMania, every year, they hold a musical performance, kind of like a halftime thing, you know? And uh, Elias came out, and he did a one-man band thing. Uh, and John Cena came out. And it was the best thing ever because he brought back the Doctor of Thugonomics. What a is character that? We, a character we haven't seen in a long time. What is the Doctor of Thugonomics? How, how may I be schooled? This was sure enough probably the best character John Cena has ever done. Like he, like you, you got the 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 the. the Hustle, loyalty, respect John Cena that everybody knows and loves. But when he first came on to uh, the WWE, he was still running his uh, prototype character that he was in Ohio Valley Wrestling. And they had him switch it up a little bit. And he went from this ruthless aggression guy to word life, you know, just wearing a jersey, uh, whereas. Uh, his cap sideways had a huge chain with a padlock around his neck. He was spitting raps, uh, and he, he was going by. He, he was going by John Cena, the Doctor of Thugonomics. I'm looking at it and here, Doctor of Thugonomics, it, 2002 to 2005. He's uh, dressed like Vanilla Ice, <laughs> doing a freestyle a rap. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful three years. It was a golden age of his career. He is. Since then, he has done so many accomplishments. He's also the leader. He's the leading celebrity in Make-A-Wish Foundation as he has made more wishes than any single celebrity oh, that is uh, great. in Make-A-Wish. The dude is huge on Make-A-Wish. Like, and I, like, I, I respect that man. But when he was doing Doctor of Thugonomics, it was only three years, but it was a glorious three years. So much entertainment. He killed it with that character. It feels to me like he's a Boy Scout. Every time I see him in a movie, he's he's playing the, the nice guy who, oh, I'm so sorry I beat you down. <laughs> he's never the bad guy. And I, yeah. I, I want to see, I want to see bad guy, John. I do. I think, I think he can just, you think? Like, give, give him a chance and he would he would he would really get it 
I think it would probably be a, a robot version of himself where it looks like John Cena, but it's no, it's a robot. I couldn't like imagine Terminator John Cena. Yeah, I couldn't imagine him being the bad guy it, it, as his <laughs> own persona. <laughs> so, okay, Kurt Angle. Uh, Versus Barry Corbin. Barry Corbin. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was actually probably one of my least favorite matches of the night. Okay. It just, it didn't. It, it was. It was like six minutes long, and it was. It was hard to watch. Yeah. Like, I don't really care for Baron Corbin. He's a fantastic wrestler, but I just don't care for him. And Kurt Angle, he's he's still he's still good enough to do matches, but you can see the wear and tear, and it it was it was it was really hard to watch. And I was I stand biased with it, you know. I I loved Kurt Angle back when he was wearing a tiny little cowboy hat and following around Stone Cold Steve Austin. It was it was funny, it was comical. And then when he had some of his more serious matches in later years, they were great. They were fantastic. But him coming back, he just doesn't. He can't wrestle the same. The wear and tear is just too much. And. It, I, for real, I think his farewell match should have put him as the winner. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking it up here. Kurt Angle's highlights have been few and far between throughout his botched comeback tour. And Sunday night, his career went out with a whimper after suffering a, a clean loss to Baron Cor- Corbin. Uh, that sounds like a rough article to read. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Batista, it's, he's in there with Triple H. Yeah, but... Batista came back for one last match. He uh, posted on Twitter today. Uh, actually, I think he posted it last night after the match that that was his last thing. That was the last hurrah that he wanted to do. And he's officially retiring from wrestling, which I'm so happy that he got to do that. But his movie career is going to take off with him and Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. And every other, other Marvel movies. film that Guardians gets featured in for sure. Yeah, uh, Dave Batista has got a flourishing career in um, in, in 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 cinema. Like it's just going to be, he's going to do big things. Oh yeah, yeah. He's just a little bit older than me. I was born just a a, a few days, uh, two weeks after him. <laughs> I'm looking it up here in uh, 1969. Fifty years oh, old. Yeah. I'm sure he's tired of getting beat up and jumping up and down uh, on people. And getting people, getting his bones jumped up, <laughs> jumped on anyway. Uh, it's, it's probably easier to go to the gym and and uh, study your study your lines. I, I, I just for me that match was it was good. It was it was classic, and it was it, it, it felt good to see it felt good to see him back in the spotlight, um, even if it was for one last time. A little bit bittersweet about it, but all in all, I know he's going to do. Big things. That's cool. But the the big winner of WrestleMania 35, Becky Lynch. <laughs> yeah. So you expect the to see more, more from her, definitely? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. She's double champion. She's going to have to, she's got her work cut out for her. <laughs> She'll be defending the, both two titles, not one, but two. Well, very oh, good. She'll be just fine about it. She'll <laughs> be just fine. Well, that's WrestleMania 35. Uh, what happened at ACA, and what is ACA? ACA is Anime Con Arkansas. And that was uh, this past weekend as well? That was this past weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And what did you do? 
Yeah, I showed up late on Saturday. That's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, people got to work, I guess. <laughs> got to make that money. Yep. So, a- a- anything good? Any good cosplay? Oh, man. Yeah, everybody. Everybody's cosplay was so good. Like, I love, that's one of the things, my favorite things to do at a convention is, is to see what everybody else brings to the table. Absolutely. Um, and, and they came out, like, I saw uh, everything from My Hero Academia to Naruto, uh, saw some video game characters that people do in Overwatch. Um, my friend Sean uh, was dressed up as Kevin Owens on Sunday, uh, who's also a wrestler. Uh, Kevin Owens is a wrestler who he was cosplaying as. I oh, think Sean's he was wrestler. cosplaying as a wrestler. Oh, yeah. And this is, which <laughs> Sean is this? Uh, this was in Little Rock over no. at the. Uh, what Sean is this? Which which one? Oh, Sean Linton. Oh, Sean Linton. Okay, I, I, I think I'm familiar. Uh, I, I've gotten to to, uh, to DJ Pride a few of those Comic Cons, so I get to to see all the good the good uh, cosplay, and I, I think that's pretty fun to watch from from oh, my yeah. perch up on the the DJ booth there. <laughs> it, it really is like. Um, and speaking of DJ, man, they had a DJ out there. DJ Ross bringing the beach for the rave on uh, Friday, or Saturday night. That's I got cool. There again, just, got there just in time. Excellent. My next one is a- a Heroes and Angels Comic Con on the 29th oh. of, at the end of this month, and I, I and get to do the after party on that. There. One. Oh, so and cool! I, and I will be there. I'm, I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to that convention so much. I really am. Everything. It's it's crazy. This is their third year going, and when Brandy approached the Arkansas Cosplay Network group page about an idea she had, I don't think I don't think she knew, and definitely none of us knew just how big this thing was going to go. And they're on their third year, and they've got you DJing the actor party, and from what I understand, they're going to have a couple of really awesome cosplay guests this year. Um, I saw that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But we definitely have to talk about the Heroes and Angels Comic Con because they they do a lot of good work for the kids uh, with cancer. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I, I am. I get hyped up talking about them. <laughs> well, uh, that, let's look at the at the about on the page there. Heroes and Angels Comic Con is hosted by Heroes and Angels. We welcome everyone to come out and enjoy our biggest fundraiser of the year. We strive to make sure that we have activities and fun for all ages. And the uh, the event is on the 29th, I'm sorry, the 27th of April, April 27th, and it's over at mm-hmm. Sherwood Forest. So make sure you get there and look for the event page on, on your Facebook for sure, Heroes and Angels. And then, of course, the Heroes and Angels Comic-Con after party with yours truly. I'll be playing whatever you want. I, I know last year, uh, uh, let's see, I had... One, well, different Comic Cons have different people, and I had one that they all they wanted to hear was K-pop for the rest of the night. <laughs> so, I'm okay with that; it's got a good beat. You know, I can't understand any of the words, but definitely it's got a good beat. Kind of fun, but yeah, I'm I'm all for being a part of the Heroes and Angels. Oh, uh, knowing some of the so, knowing some of the crowd that's going to be going to that convention, you bring the music, we'll bring the ruckus. You it's going to be right. a party. Yeah, it's going to be a party. We're going to have a lot of fun. Any hints on what you're dressing up as? Uh, you know, like whenever we did the first Heroes and Angels Con, I did uh, the Joker. 
and I hosted a tea party, and everybody was a little bit worried because there was a bad guy hosting a tea party, but the kids loved it, Like, and that's what this entire convention for is those kids, and they had a blast, and then last year, I couldn't do it because I was in a wheelchair, and that character demand, demands so much energy, and when I cosplay somebody, I want to bring that character to life. Nice. I, I study up on them, I watch I watch movies or videos or whatever. I I learn about the character. I bring on their personality traits. So whenever I cosplay them, I'm not just me in a costume. I'm I want them to see the characters that they're looking at. Now, and um, I'm going to ask you about Joker. Joaquin Phoenix in just a few minutes. But I, I want to know your views on cosplay because whenever I do cosplay, and I don't even know if it's called cosplay, I just light myself up. That I I put lights on my suspenders lights on my bow tie and lights on my goggles is that cosplay or is that just hey having a good time making your own character well you know what i think you're cosplaying as keith dan the dj <laughs> i think you well, think about it you you it, your normal think about it. you it's a differentiation from your normal attire when you are keith dan the dj the the the, the host you know, you wear the lights, you wear the suspenders, you wear the different outfit. You become, uh, even if it's still you, you become a, a different version of yourself. So, yeah, I think I think that is cosplay. I would call it cosplay. Okay. Don't, don't, don't listen to what haters might have to say. No. Like, I, uh, <laughs> well, oh, no, man. I did get compliments on the cosplay when I, I put that together. And I had, you I know, thought your batteries suspenders were dope. Yeah, I, I, I did those myself. Hey, I made my own costume. So, all right, let's uh, let's hit it. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is coming up in, as the Joker, and since that's your your signature cosplay, what do you think? Oh, I am excited okay. for Joaquin Phoenix's performance. Okay. Every Joker from Cesar Romero all the way up to. Um, Joaquin Phoenix. They have always brought something new to the table. They've always brought a different aspect of this character. And I believe this character is, 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 that's a fair portrayal, a fair portrayal of him because it seems to me that he is always going to ever evolve, ever change, even in the comics. And so, um, I don't personally believe that there is a quote unquote best Joker, considering that everybody has brought something from to the table. You had Cesar Romero, the 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 classic classic hyperactive, uh, corny puns Joker. Mm. Then you had Jack Nicholson, who brought that debonair, that class, mm. that 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 gangster feel of it, and then. And then you got Heath Ledger, who who was the anarchist. Um, he was a man without a plan. He was a dog chasing cars. Uh, Jared Leto. Yeah. A lot of people will will criticize him. I think if they had allowed him to have his own time, his own movie, he could have been great. But he was a side character in the Suicide Squad. But for what he brought to the table, it was still good, and it was it brought us a dark sense. I don't think they, they used uh, him enough. No, they didn't. And and what they did use him for was more or less to to uh, lift up Harley Quinn, it taunting uh, taunting movie. her pretty much. Right, it gave her 
her character push and her character development. But I think if they did a standalone with Jared Leto using that version of the Joker, we could have something. And then we're land, we land here with Joaquin Phoenix and everybody was holding their breath. And when they debuted the makeup, there were only a few people who really saw what it was. They see this makeup and they're like, well, that's not the Joker. Well, wrong. You're wrong. That is the, the, the episode of Batman in the in the Adam West series, the uh, episode that the Joker debuted on, I think it was called The Man Who Laughs. Right. And was before Cesar Romero had that that trademark face paint that he wore, he was wearing a mask that looked like that had that same face paint that Joaquin Phoenix is wearing. It's an homage, and I respect the ever living crud out of it. And then the trailer. People complain about the trailer, but what they're not seeing, they want to see the Joker, but what the trailer is showing is what you need to see before you see the monster. You need to see the man. Instead of falling into a vat of acid, Joaquin Phoenix's character falls into the most toxic substance known to man, and that is everyday society. Society. (laughs) See, you love this character. I can hear it in your voice. I do. I I have a passion for the Joker's character. He was my first um, real full cosplay that I actually put some effort in. It wasn't just a little bit of this and a little bit of that. I spent a lot of time thinking about what I was going to do. Um, I'm what's called a closet cosplayer, which is I just grab stuff out of my closet, throw it together, bing, bang, boom, voila. Yeah. I don't have, I don't have the money for, um, Amazon bought cosplay and I don't have the necessary skills in sewing and stitching and crafting to, to make my own, uh, that way. So I just run with what I've got and I've, been actually pretty successful with it and the joker has just been my my one standout that everybody knows about that everybody knows me for i definitely um, like your joker you have your clothes are ripped and tattered and it's the makeup and the attitude that makes your character just come right through just shines I bring the energy. That's why I couldn't do his character last year because he was so energetic. And this year, now that that now that you know I can walk around and move around and run and all that kind of stuff, I'm coming back to Heroes and Angels, and I'm bringing the Joker with me, and we're gonna have a fun time. We are going to have a blast. I love bringing out that character. When I did the photo shoot earlier this year, I had so much fun. Uh, we had kids coming up looking at all of us talking with all the heroes and stuff like that and these little kids that come up they're like you suck joker where did you do and the I photo did, shoot is i'm, I'm looking uh, it's out out in the park somewhere we did it at uh we did it at one of the parks in benton it was it was very cold weather and i was shivering and everybody was shivering but we just the photo shoot that we had so much fun and the pictures came out so great and it was my first time feeling like a professional cosplayer like it was just so good <laughs> i'm looking at the photo uh of all of you and i'm I'm seeing drew partnum is uh connor is he superboy oh yeah and we we redid uh we redid uh the the, the, the famous scene in injustice where superman puts his uh 
puts his fist through Joker's heart, just rips out his heart and just finally does him in after Joker um, just tricks Superman and, and caused the destruction of, of Metropolis and, and ultimately also killing Lois Lane. Now, who was your Red Hood? Was that C.K. Helms? No, that was... Uh, oh, man. No, no. Actually, no, he does really good, too. No, but that was... Now, uh, I was I've been listening to the Good Stuff podcast with C.K. and and, and friends. <laughs> I think he's added a few more people on, the, on his no, that was, episode. Uh, that was uh, Jason, uh, Jason Summit. Jason Summit. That, he's our Red Hood. Man, that's great. See, I appreciate your cosplay so much. And then you, yeah, you say you're not, yeah, you're not a store-bought Joker. You are a realization of your own Joker. You make your own. Ah, uh, yeah. No, uh, I, I, the design, I kind of threw together, like, based off inspirations from, from almost every Joker. I, my attitude, I bring more Cesar Romero to it. But then my style is, like, kind of, um, kind of got a little bit of uh, Jack Nicholson in it, a little bit of uh, Jared Leto, some Heath Ledger in it. I threw it all together and I created my own thing, my own entity. Uh, threw on some white contacts because you never see the Joker having like um, weird eyes. And I was like, you know what would make this creepy? <laughs> if I if I put in some white contacts. Give him a little orphan Andy vibe. <laughs> oh, everybody, if people... People don't like making eye contact with no. me when I'm the Joker because I, I have those wide eyes and I'll just look at them. No, and I'm seeing Kyle Squeaky. Was he Constant Constantine? John Constantine. That's what he's doing. Wow. <laughs> I mean, he yeah, he, he pulled out all the stops. It, uh, it's something that's unexpected. I mean, you, you see a you, you see the usual gang, but then yeah, the, those two definitely stand out: the Constantine and the Joker. But I, I do appreciate all the cosplay. Looking forward to seeing you on April twenty seventh down at Sherwood in at the Heroes and Angels Comic Con. Anything else you want to tell the people? Actually, you know what? I do. I do. For any of you guys who are listening, whether you're a current cosplayer or you are just now getting into it, take it from somebody like me who had to pretty much build his empire from the ground up. Uh, Mokake cosplay didn't happen overnight. Mokake cosplay was a work of passion, dedication, and love. And most importantly, it could not be possible without having people in my life who have um, inspired, both inspired me and encouraged me. And so let me part this wisdom onto you. Do not give up. If you are passionate about it, if you love it, whether you can't sew, whether you can't buy something, don't let that, do not let that derail your dreams. Use that as, as fuel for your fire. Allow that to ignite your passions in a positive way. And you will create something that you love and something that you think you look good in, no matter what anybody says, because they will always be haters, but they are haters for a reason because they can't see what you see. If you see, if your vision is you dressed up, looking the best that you've ever looked, then do it, go for it, live it. 
Cosplay is for everyone, whether you are black, white, gay, straight, tall, short, fat, thin, blue, yellow, it doesn't matter. Cosplay is for everyone. So if you're a 250-pound guy like me and you want to dress up as Sailor Moon, bro, do it. If you're... If you're if you're a hundred pounds soaking wet and you want to be the Incredible Hulk, then what is stopping you? I'll tell you what's stopping you. Only you. Excellent. You can do it. Excellent. Push through the barrier and be the best you you can be. Cosplay is for everyone. I know I follow your Mokagi cosplay page on Facebook, and you're always putting out inspirational messages and you know trying to lift people up. Always, always. Uh, where did Mokagi come from? M-O-K-A-G-E cosplay. It started off as a joke. Um, when uh, me and my friends, we would hang out at the skate park and stuff like that. And I would always cruise around, uh, wearing like anime shirts and more importantly, I'd wear Naruto shirts. Mm. Uh, cause I'm a huge Naruto fan. I love, love, love that show. And everybody would mess with me. Where's Naruto and, from? Uh, uh, Naruto is from the show Naruto. Okay, okay. So continue, sorry. His his dream, his goal, his deter- ultimate determination was he wanted to become the Hokage, which was the leader of his village. Um, Kage in Japanese means shadow. And for his village, that was the Hokage. Then you got the village hidden in the sand. There's the uh, which is the um, Kazekage, the Mizukage, the Raikage, the Suchikage, and they are the leaders of their village. They are the respective leaders. They are the best. They are the strongest. They're the they're the smartest. They are the guy that runs the place. And everybody would mess with me because I was such a huge Naruto fan and living in Moralton, um, they said, they said, Nathan, you're the Mokage. <laughs> and like, I was like, I was like, that's funny. That's funny. And I, I had long since forgotten about it, but whenever I wanted to create my cosplay page, I went through, I think six or seven different name changes. And I can't tell you which, what they were because they were just, awful and i got i got to thinking about it and i was like no and so i i i approached some friends about it. i was like what do you think about this and they're like if that's funny and i was like is it not because i told them the same story i just told you yeah and they're like you should run with that as your cosplay name and i'm like let's go and so i created mokage cosplay and it started off with just a couple of pictures of me and, as Joker. And since then, I've added on to my repertoire. Everything from Pokemon cosplay to Star Wars to Harry Potter. Um, there's going to be a picture in there somewhere of me dressed up as uh, the Japanese wrestler Tiger Mask. Um, and it's just, yes. <laughs> Like, it's become something that I'm really proud of. I'm hugely proud of Mokake cosplay. Like, I only have, um, oh, the page only has, like, maybe 300 likes, I believe. Uh, But all 300 of those people, 269 likes, that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. 280 follows. All 269 people who like my page and all 280 people that follow my page, those are 
those are my fans. If I if if I never get to the five hundred mark, if I never get to the thousand mark, I don't even care. I don't. Well, we'll see. We'll see what we can do. <laughs> those those people right there. That's my fan base. Those are the people that I love. And if I get more, I'll love just I'll love them just as much. No. It doesn't matter. I do this. I do this for me. It is my escape. It is my passion. It is my hobby. It is my love. Well, I'm looking. All the photos on Mokagi Cosplay are not just of you. They're of uh, other cosplayers. You are lifting other people up, and that's a wonderful oh, absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm all about the artists of Arkansas, and, and they need to be represented. If they don't represent themselves on their page, that's fine. I'll do it for you. I will. I, I, I will. will shout to the world of of their greatness and put them in front of me if i have to well nathan mobley this has been enlightening i had no idea i was going to learn so much about wrestling wrestlemania <laughs> 35 for that matter uh, legendary and mokagi cosplay definitely going to send people to that page i'll post this up and and put a picture of you with uh, the mokagi cosplay and the the Facebook page superimposed on there. Thank you so oh, much, bless, Nathan bless. Mobley, for this. I get uh, thank you letting letting me put you on the What Makes You Famous podcast and learning more about Nathan Mobley. and And I'm looking forward to seeing you at the Heroes and Angels in on a, April 27th down in Sherwood Forest. Nathan Mobley, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Party people. That was Nathan Mobley, cosplayer, WrestleMania fan all-around cool dude. I'm so glad he came on the program. What makes you famous? If you want to be a part of the program, tell your story, give me a call, 501-470-6386, or email info at radiowhat.com. That's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. This is Keys Dan with radiowhat.com, djlittlerock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Radio What, the music you want. Hey guys, this is Shelly G with a fast fact. DVDs are the same diameter and thickness as a CD, but a DVD can store 13 times or more data. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at Interactive Radio, RadioWhat.com. This is Keys Dan. And this is Shelly G. And you're listening to RadioWhat.com. Radio What.